0: hey what's up y'all it's your girl euphoria daniels and
1: it's your main man anthony and welcome to another installment of our podcast what men think
0: and what Women know
1: ah oh, man thank you so much for listening to our podcast on the platform that you are listening on I am your co-host, Anthony, a.k.a. B.K. Savage, along with my beautiful co-host, the great Euphoria Daniels. Hey,
0: hey, hey. How you doing?
1: Hopefully everyone is doing great out there. Today is May 16th. 2021 we like the timestamp this thing to let people know when and what time that we're doing this podcast. Hopefully everyone's out there is feeling great out there being safe together with their family, having a little bit of fun as things start to ease up from state to state, oh,
0: man, from city to city. <laughs>
1: and hopefully everyone is out there enjoying cuz you know we got a summer coming up and a lot of things is happening, you know, as far as like you know, things reopening and our families coming together and uh, eventually people going back to school and work, you know. So we want everyone to be out there to be safe. Hopefully, you know, you get to enjoy this great weather that we're about to have. It. Yes. And um, that's about it. Uh, Euphoria. Yes. Let the world know how you feeling and what's going on with you right now.
0: I'm feeling quite amazing. I mean, I'm a little bit um, perturbed about the openings that are on the horizon i know you're gonna go into a little bit more details about that
1: absolutely absolutely stay tuned for that
0: um but but i will have a little rebuttal once you go into that and point out some things that are happening around the world but otherwise you know i have no complaints i am now mrs winston and um I'm still riding this wave and just in marital bliss and just really having a great time with my new husband and my family.
1: Absolutely. And having the same thing. You know, and big shout out to the people who actually had weddings during the pandemic in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Man, listen, <sighs> big shout out to you you people, you know, because <laughs> to, to pull something like that off <laughs> to pull something like that off on a normal year, never mind uh during the pandemic, but you know, just pulling something like that off it's is absolutely amazing. So you know, big shout out to you, big shout out to all the families and the women who put weddings together during the pandemic. Man, it was a uh, real struggle. But but moving on from that, uh, euphoria. Now we got we got a good show for you for you uh, listeners out there. Good show for you. Uh, we got a couple topics that we're going to discuss along with in the news, and uh, we're going to get into them. Um, we got here's two of the topics we want we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss, does plaques surgery lead to insecurity in women that don't have it?
0: Mm. Oh.
1: Also, we're going to discuss this uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta (laughs) portion surgery. Is that fair or foul? We're definitely going to get into that. So just sit back and uh, enjoy the show. But before we get into all the particular You know, uh, Euphoria and I, we introduced a show uh, a couple of episodes ago. It's called In the News. Uh, Euphoria and I, we uh, go to news that's local, international, and social media news. And we tell you about them and we give our opinion on it. So, ladies and gentlemen.
0: In the News. hey so i've been thinking as far as my in the news story you know there's so much news uh to be reported on but the the thing i want to focus on is one of the things that really bothers me um and i guess it bothers me so much because i'm from the city of new york and uh my news uh topic is going to be about the mta is it safe or unsafe um there's been this back and forth between uh the powers that be in both the state of New York and the city of New York about whether or not the mass transit authority is uh, safe. <clears throat> Just last week, um, we've had people get pushed on the train. We've had some slashings like this, these, these, this dynamic duo. These two fellas went and slashed like three people within 12 minutes on the 4 train. Now, that hit <laughs> directly straight home for me because the 4 train is the train that's nearest where I grew up and the train I most Directly rode all the time, so therefore it's like, yo, what the hell is happening? I plead with both my husband and my daughter about the train constantly. My husband is mad, thirst to ride the train. I don't know why, but he says he misses it. Air quotes.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, to answer your question, the, <clears throat> the uh, Metropolitan Authority Associates has never been a safe place. So that's mm-hmm. I don't even know what, what the discussion is about. I mean, but, because it's
0: get because think about it. From the times we was growing up, it was like graffiti. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was like, okay, homeless bum sleeping on the train, whatever, it's been rats on the train. But we've gotten to the point where you cannot even just stand and wait for the train without getting pushed on the damn tracks. Keep your head on the swivel. Keep your head on the swivel, folks. I guess what I want to pinpoint is if you riding the train, keep your head on a swivel. Don't trust anyone. See, I don't have that issue because I already don't trust people. But if you want them people that be like, la, 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 and you got your ear pods on and you're not paying attention, listen, stand in the middle of the platform. Um, We used to have this thing where our parents would say, get in the train that the conductor is in. So at least if something happens, the conductor is right there. Um, So just stay vigilant because, in my opinion, <laughs> the trains are not a safe place i forbid my daughter to go and i request that my husband not ride the train so savage that's all i got i'm just so disgusted with the train i just wanted to uh, point that out and just give people a heads up to stay vigilant when they if if and when they have to ride the train
1: okay thank you for <clears throat> that was uh very insightful you know i think the people will definitely appreciate you saying that and i'm going to uh piggyback on what you were saying as far as like in the news now um euphoria and i live in the tri-state area new york new jersey connecticut stuff like that so what's happening is that in may of 2020 there was a shelter in place order i'm sorry may may 15th 2020 let me get my dates right there was a shelter in place by the state of New York, so basically, whatever New York does, like I said, the tri-state area—New York, New Jersey, Connecticut—pretty much we all do the, pretty much the suit. same thing. Mm-hmm. So now, it being May sixteenth, that order is now ran its course it was only supposed to be for a year. So now, with the tri-state a, tri-state areas opening officially yesterday on the fifteenth, pretty much the state, the tri-state <laughs> area. What? Technically, the tri-state area is now officially open. Now, the New York City's mayor, de Blasio, he wanted to have New York City fully reopened by July 1st.
0: July 1st, I right? remember that, yep.
1: Now, I'm going to read a couple of things that uh, I got off the internet. Um, so I'm just read you. The city, as of Wednesday, had administered more than 6 million doses of COVID vaccine with roughly 36% of the city adult population fully vaccinated. So what does that mean? They're ready for stores to open. For businesses to open. Offices. Theater. Full strength. Everything should be open by July 1st. Now, the governor of New York, he definitely wanted to uh try something. He wanted to open up even sooner. He actually wanted to open up like around now. They just... Because The state is sort of different from the city, so
0: <laughs> I love it. The state
1: can offer the because it's more spread out in New York State.
0: The state is in charge, the governor's in charge. De Blasio stay playing himself, not to throw you off your story. No, no, please stay playing himself, talking about what he gonna do and he looking to do this. And then when they take questions, they go, Uh, yes, Mr. Mayor, have you spoken to uh, the governor about this? Well, uh, no, I have not, but the facts is right here, and I just be like, You stay playing yourself, De Blasio. Yes, you're
1: going to have to talk to your boss. Because
0: Cuomo is going to come and step all on on your soul and your pride and your ego and make you look dumb once again. So, Savage, please continue. So, (laughs) probably
1: they'll come to an agreement to where they'll open up sort of like between May and July. So, whatever (laughs) month is between May and July, they'll probably make some sort of agreement to open that. But yes, the tri state area is about to be open. That means pretty much everything, you know, other than schools, you know, they're still debating that on the national level. But pretty much everything that, you know, we have been restricted from doing is about to be open at some point. I mean, just a full go. And a lot of people are apprehensive about it. A lot of people are kind of excited about it. Me, I fall in in the middle, you know. Whatever, the COVID numbers to me matters a lot, you know. I learned how to practice uh, safe distance from people. I know when to not to crowd myself around people I know what to do I you know follow the CDC guidelines so I think there are a lot more responsible people out there than a lot more irresponsible people out there and I think that uh cities and states should open up a little bit more because we if it's let's say 100% capacity right and you have uh, 15% of the idiots out there not doing what they sp- not supposed to be doing, that means the 85% of the people that are doing the correct thing are, are following guidelines, the businesses and so forth and so that, we should not all not be punished for those 15%. So I, I, I sort of like ride defense, which I don't like to do. I like to have a clear stance on how I feel about the situation, either or. But uh, for this situation, I think I'm riding the kind of fence on that. I think businesses and schools it should be open but there has there should be hard restrictions on it like this is sort of things that you can't and cannot do let's get the economy back together let's get these people off unemployment and back into the work system so that way things can uh level up and be a little bit better please baby go ahead
0: listen that i have to just touch on this real quick And said, let's get the economy back together and get these people back working. These people don't want to work. No. They don't want to work because the unemployment money they're getting is more than the wages they will receive. Countless amount of times, and, and I was going to try to make this a topic, but this is great. Countless amount of times I'm hearing that the the, the down Jersey, um, South Jersey, they can't get anybody to work on the beaches um so many different like summer camp programs they cannot get employees because sorry i'm yelling they cannot get employees because them people is sitting there going hmm now if i sit home and do this i can get this amount of money but if i get off my my tail and go to work i'm gonna get less money so they are choosing to stay home so then i pitched to my daughter that you know they're gonna have to start reeling this unemployment back in as they open and as jobs become more readily available. They're gonna have to reel the <laughs> unemployment back in. You know what my daughter said? Jamila said, "No, they need to raise the wages." Uh, so she's right about that. I think you know, the, you know, em- employees are gonna use this as leverage against employers to say, "You want me to give up this unemployment? Uh, you're gonna have to up the wages now." Unless the government steps in and goes. Uh, effective, you know, July 30th, the unemployment is done, you know, and you have to reapply if you cannot get a job, I think people will start trying to get some work. I mean, I don't know. But so it was interesting that you said that. they starting to open back up, and people, and they want to, you know, do this to the economy, but people got to want to do it. People are kind of stuck. So, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, 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 please. I love that. I love that. And my second in the news is... Uh yesterday was the inductee of the basketball Hall of Fame and uh a lot of legendary basketball players and people who contributed to the uh basketball got inducted you know obviously you know with the passing of Kobe Bryant
0: mm-hmm. last
1: year he mm-hmm. was inducted into the basketball Hall of Fame oh, which nice. was naturally going yeah. to happen I mean anyway it was naturally going to happen so uh his wife and his youngest daughter you know that was did not uh, perish in the um in a uh, helicopter accident, you know, they've presented, They, you know, they got presented with his Hall of Fame Jack and his Hall of Fame ring and stuff That's like nice. that. So, you know, so I just want to just, you know, acknowledge that, you know, Kobe, one of the greatest basketball players of ever, was inducted yesterday into the Hall of Fame. Wow. Along with Tim Duncan. All
0: right, Duncan. <laughs> along, Big baby.
1: Along with Kimberly Mulkin, you know, from um, college basketball. I
0: don't
1: know him. Rudy Tomjanovich, okay. uh, head coach of the um, Houston Rockets mm-hmm. back in the days. Mm-hmm and um, Tamika Catchins from the WNBA. WNBA and Barbara Stevens another head coach from mm-hmm. college basketball and my man Kevin Gardner
0: KG baby KG yes
1: <laughs> uh, yes he is definitely one of my favorite players Love of KG. all time KG what? was inducted yesterday into the basketball awesome. hall of fame so you know I just wanted to give those people shout outs you know for getting into the hall of fame awesome awesome awesome
0: awesome big
1: shout out to them you know They did their thing during their career. So, you know, just definitely want to give a big shout out to them. All right. All right. Now, now one of the topics that you know Butter and I want—I mean Euphoria and I want to discuss. I know it's Euphoria, you cool. cool. slipped. Yes,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yes. I know I slipped up. Uh, I guess we get—we can always edit that out. <laughs>
0: it's cool.
1: you. Now, <laughs> now one of the the things I wanted to talk about was: Does plastic surgery lead to insecurity in women that don't have it? Now, the reason why I wanted to talk about that because right now. You know, we're in the era where plastic surgery is almost a norm, you know. Now, does that weigh heavy on the women without the super body? Without the the super body enhancement, does that weigh on them? Is this a conflict? Okay, do I get it? Do I don't get it? Do I need to fit in? What society (laughs) says? Do I need to do what other women are doing? You know, so I'm going to, you know, bounce this subject off of euphoria and I, and we we gonna discuss that now. Me personally, I don't know why women get body enhancements in the first place. Now, for what I hear and what they say is that they want to feel more better about themselves. Okay, all right. So you know, you get your you get your tummy tuck, you get your uh, your butt done, you get your breast implants. Okay, then what? You turn around and do the same thing that you always been doing before you got all that stuff. So what would've been the point? Okay, you feel better. Okay, you could wear a different amount of clothes, but which goes back to our, one of our earlier <laughs> podcast topics. Okay, who are you really doing this for? Are you doing it for, so you can track men? So you, so you feel that, okay, the body that you have now, men don't find you attractive. So you're gonna enhance your body so it can make you more attractive to men. Or are you doing it to compete with other women? Because you seeing these women on TV, magazines, the internet, and they just getting mad love from these guys. Even even if they don't want it or not, they just getting mad love from these guys, and that just makes them feel good about themselves. And they just like, okay, I need to get uh, tummy tuck. I need to get uh, breast implants. I need to get my butt done. I need to do all this. And I'm just trying to figure out why you doing this. Because let me tell you something, ladies. It doesn't matter if you have a flat butt, little titties, or (laughs) if a guy wants to hit, if he wants to be with you, it doesn't matter what your body looks like. I mean, obviously, there's some women out there, nah, ain't a guy gonna mess with you. You probably need to do all that plastic surgery and stuff, but uh, 8 out of 10, it doesn't matter. I mean, if a guy likes you, he's going to like you. If you're tall, short, long hair, no butt, no breasts, you don't look like you're a nice person, but you don't have that typical model type body it doesn't matter if he likes you trust me he's going to be with you now you can do all the enhancement and now you just got a bunch of men who just want to just hit it but now you have this sort of male intoxicating this male um fly trap type body like oh i just want you just want to just hit it and spank it but do he really like you or do you really like your body? So you got to ask yourself before you start doing that. Before, I know you're chomping at the bit to jump <laughs> in this. Look <Go> ahead. Say <laughs> what you got to say. There's so many <sighs>
0: things. There's so many things. I don't even know where to be begin. So, because one, when you talk about body enhancement, I think enhance, I think to make something bigger or smaller, you know, to, to make it more appealing. Um, So, for one, women... Women and nowadays men which is another uh, probably another topic for another time because men are doing mm-hmm. like you know lace fronts lace wigs and men are getting lipo oh yeah we
1: gonna talk about that too and men are I'm in. I'm
0: in. and men are wearing um body body armor you know um things so no I'm
1: talking more like more far like say on the knife
0: may I no okay please continue okay so men are slowly you know scaling the fence um but I will say this i think and i've never been a person to want any plastic surgery um i do um i was approached by a doctor um when i had an endometrioma which was a metal is a medical mass um to have it removed he immediately said when i remove it i could i can give you a tummy tuck and i previously had had a c-section which led to this um endometrioma And led to kind of like a lopstotted bottom belly that I have. And I was like, you know, I didn't ask this man for no damn tummy tuck. Why did he immediately say, once I go in, I can give you the tummy tuck as well. Borderline offended? Not really. Um, But I just feel like this is who I am. So personally, I've never you know, wanted to do a tummy tuck. I thought about having my thighs done. I thought about having my arms done because I lost a considerable amount of weight. And at the end of the day, I had seen other people get it, but then have to wear garments to hide their scars. And so I thought to myself, self, all right, I don't have a problem. By the way, we're videoing this episode. So while I'm, I'll say things in air quotes, I also know that the video is recording it. But I have, I wear like a sleeveless shirt and know that I have really big arms, but I'm just, I just wanna be comfortable. And I'm thinking, okay, if I get my arms quote unquote done and get like all the fat cut off, then I have this long scar, then will I be as willing to go shirtless? So I think the desire to have your body done is really your own desire, but I think the enhancements come from society's view of what's pretty. And what's attractive to men. So I do believe that um, it, it's it's uh, probably about 70-30. Mm, I think 70% of women do it because they think it's appealing to men. And there's another 30% that do it because they see the other woman have done it. And they want to look like them. Because then it's full circle. Because they see those women getting more attention. More likes on on social media. More, you know, they're doing the... um fans only only for fans pages baby and stuff like that and they want a piece of the pie oh yeah um so people and then when they don't have the right amount of money then they go that route where they kind of get whatever they can get sometimes it's good for them sometimes it's not you know they get the big butt but they couldn't get the legs done so the legs look skinny and the butt looks big and and now they look a mess so uh, yeah
1: so there are women out there. So if, let me get this straight: you get plastic surgery to what? To become an Instagram model, you know. I so think you sometimes get, so you get more money at I the think strip sometimes. club.
0: I think that as well.
1: Uh you get more money. So when you are a bartender at the club, you get a little bit more attention. Absolutely. You uh you like you said you to get more likes society. on Instagram. You society. Like that. But but where does that line in the insecurity? It's like, okay, you don't like your body. Are women, are there, who tells you? What, and when you're you a woman, society tells you that you should not like your body.
0: Well, you, society, and, and the same could be said for hair, right? You have the natural the natural girls that look down on girls who just wear weaves and stuff. I'm um, not all natural. Girls look down on people who wear weaves and stuff, but that's just another thing. So it's kind of like, oh, well, you don't love yourself because you have a, a weave, or you don't love yourself because you have a wig, and right. that's not true. No, it's not true at all. You know, but it's just the same thing holds true. So because they feel like, what's what's when you go on social media, when you go on social media right now, what you see, if you see half naked woman, I bet you they don't got no afro. They got the long weave. You got all the commercials for lace wigs, how to lay the baby hair down, the hairs down, the hair. So it makes you a woman like, oh, ooh, that's nice. Because that's what she's constantly seeing, constantly seeing. If you got on any of the social media platforms and you constantly saw afros and afro pics, um, no makeup, no, no um, body shapers, then that, you understand, you're going to. We are a, a group of people that usually follow trends.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And I think that the, the body enhancement stuff is a trend.
1: It's a trend. So when does it end? When is think... too much too much? Like when, when do we have a society full of women, Hispanic, black, white, with literally bodies that's all shaped the same?
0: I mean, I think whoever can afford to get it and whoever want to walk on that side is gonna do it. And there are certain people that are not, just not gonna do it. Object objectification. I could speak from a very <laughs> direct standpoint. I'm constantly objectified. I never had a stitch of of you know body reconstructive surgery. Never been cut or any of that. You know, so. you can be objectified for your body parts regardless whether you get them enhanced or you were naturally born with them that way.
1: Absolutely. Now, full disclosure. Now for those who probably have never seen me, your boy is bald. Been bald since, well, I started losing my hair, maybe like early twenties. And so I figured it's hereditary stuff like that. Or maybe just at the point I was so stressed, hair just started falling off. So, it's a desert on top and a forest on the sides. <laughs> so from time to time, again, I'm going to be completely transparent. And for there are times where I thought about, you know, getting a hair transplant, you know, going to the LeBron James route. Hopefully, mine's will stay. <laughs>
0: LeBron's never takes, but anyway. Well, hopefully, mine's yeah. will take. Point that out to him every time.
1: And I think to myself... <laughs> And sometimes I ride the fence, but you know, again, which I said earlier, I don't like to ride the fence. I like to have a, a firm stance <laughs> on something, whether it's pro or for. I like to have, mm-hmm. be firm in my my thoughts. And this this is another thing that I ride the fence. So I'm like, okay, well, here's I'm, to be totally honest. But I don't do it now. Before I got married, I was doing it to attract. Did I? I said to myself, if I grew my hair back, if I got the transplant would it make me more attractive to women mm. that was my first second third and only thought i never thought to myself well what would society feel about that or how would guys feel about that or uh, cuz i'm not worried about other guys opinion of me i could care less mm-hmm. you know that's and again we had this conversation about you know who is it for like why do women wear certain clothes i could care less about what another male thinks about me I'm thinking to myself, would this is is this gonna make me more attractive to the opposite sex? Mm. So I've always floated that idea right around. So now that I've gotten older and I'm married, I don't, obviously that's no longer part of my process. But now I think to myself, how when I now and be again, this is me being mm-hmm. totally honest. There are two. There's two men. Uh, LeBron James obviously being one, and Anthony Anderson. Another one, Uh, I see them. They they used to be you know bald, but you know they got their hair back. And I I think to myself, those are some like I think if I was to grow my hair back, those some good looking brothers. I'm like, okay, I wonder how I would look with a a full set of hair again. So I think to myself, hmm, okay, you know. But then I thought the idea of like, okay, then when I actually go get my hair bald again, you know, cut it, you know, the sides and everything. I'm
0: like, oh, I still look good. Yeah, you look absolutely amazing. That's why I always.
1: Uh, thank you, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. So that's why I always float around like the balls of the hair, the balls of the hair. Meanwhile, I just, you know, go about myself. You know, it doesn't make me feel less about myself with or without hair. Because, again, I don't care about what another man thinks of me. I don't care what society thinks of me. I know what looks good on me. I know how... the The projection I want to give people when I step out the door. So that's what that's what I'm more concerned about. And big shout out to those people who feel that as well. It's Mm -hmm. not necessarily about what do other people think, how they should look and feel and stuff like that. People like, listen, this is me. This is what I want to be. And those are the ones who are the trendsetters. Believe it or not, because you know, further agreeing, those are the ones who actually the trendsetters. The ones that just say here. This, this is me. This is me. me. <laughs> this, and then people are like, you know what? I kind of like that look. This is me. And then they start following the trend. Like, how do, how do certain weird trends or just trends start from one person saying, hey, listen, this is what I'm comfortable with, and this is what I'm coming out with. You know, so to get back on the hair thing, I that's why I said, you know, the surgery, obviously it's not really like, it really is a plastic surgery. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a form surgery. of surgery. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. you know,
1: I don't always want to say like, when women do it, it's, it's purely an insecurity issue. Obviously, there's other... I mean, personally, I think it's just... I personally think it's all insecurity. But there's obviously... I can't be so pig-headed and <laughs> close-minded about it. There are some other things of why women do it. But for the most part, I just think it's just insecurity with themselves. But I have thought about it. But then sometimes I just... I don't even think about it no more. I just like, here. I love myself. It is what it is. So... To be full disclosure, why do some women do it? They know, you know, maybe we could just start a poll or something or try to figure out why do women completely enhance their body. And, and, and here's the thing about body enhancement. Okay, you can, you know, change your breasts, change your butt or whatever type of stuff that you, you make your lips bigger and all that other stuff. Yes,
0: yeah, so it's a whole list of things.
1: But here's the problem. You still look the same. <laughs>
0: well, you might have been a pretty girl, but especially let me let me just spin it a little bit. All right. The females that want to like be models or maybe swimsuit models but they don't have enough boobs to fill the bathing suit or stuff like that. So um I'm I'm thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, when you say um enhancement, you mean to go bigger. Yes. Because not like a reduction. Because no, that's no, no, also no. a body enhancement in a person's mind if they felt like their boobs are too big and they nah, scale No, leave the backwards. big boobs.
1: That's the reason so, why God gave you big
0: boobs. <laughs> so, I really just think, you know, it's kind of like keeping up with the Joneses. One person sees one person do it and they're like, oh, I could do that? Then next thing you know, I, I got a BBL. This one got a BBL. This one got a tummy tuck. And everybody has that unnatural looking uh, belly button because yeah. they've gotten a BBL. And it's like, uh, okay.
1: It's like, these doctors which I, f- I figured there's no other script to follow. It just, when men see you, you all look the same. There's no difference.
0: But that don't stop them from falling in love. It's from smashing.
1: No, no, that's, it doesn't matter what you, that's not going to fall in love. Uh, men, at some point, at another, after, this, after some desperation and enough tricks, a man here is pretty smashed anything. But listen to me, what, I, what I'm saying to you is, the body structure is literally the same. Like, there's, there's no difference. Because once a man says, okay, this is what I'm attracted to, okay, I want to have sex with a woman whose body looked like this. Okay. After he does it a few times, it's gonna be like, okay, like, what's the big deal? So, after, let's say a man, a typical man, he has sex with one of these uh, supermodels that got everything hips, but everything done. He does it a couple of times now he's no longer interested in that body type because all the women around him look body types are the same so now the new thing is okay i need to we're all the skinny women at we're all the, the 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 big girls at? like like all you women look the same and now your attitudes are all the same because like you guys think you're you know pretty much better than everybody now so now where's the new challenge where is the new chance? Where's the new woman? Where's the the natural body woman? Hmm. Where's the woman that has big breasts but no butt? <laughs> has a big butt but no breasts. Like, where, where, like there's no sort of natural deformity. Everybody's just statuesque. All the women is statuesque. And it just, at some point, it just like, eh, the thrill is gone. There's no way to do that now. So, you know, be careful, women, when you're out there, you know, uh, fat transferring and all that stuff like that Listen If you're going to do it because you want to wear Certain clothes eh, Whatever If you want to do it you know, to make more money in the club Or the bartender Or you want to become an IG model Or you just want to become a model out there in the world oh one thing about modeling You got to remember other than Fashion over,
0: <laughs> It's not
1: about The size of you You have to fit into their clothes Not their clothes have to fit you like I said, Ashford, other than Fashion Nova, all these high end models and stuff like that. The way, the reason why their bodies is like that <clears> because <throat> their bodies fit the clothes of the designer. The designer doesn't make clothes to fit the woman, so always keep that in mind. It's not about them being beautiful and stuff like that. Oh, what's reminding me? A lot of you IG models that get your body done, you're still ugly want to just
0: so, so
1: it don't matter. <laughs> I mean, you're it matters. you're still looking
0: at them, so it doesn't matter. But you're still now. drooling. It doesn't matter.
1: But it's all good now. So <laughs> here's what we left off at. We left that. So do you believe in this a lot about insecurities or not?
0: I don't, I don't really. There's a, some percentage of insecurity there, but I just think, again, it's what society deems as um, desirable. And I think every human being wants to be desired. I don't think there's anybody walking the earth that doesn't want to be desired. Absolutely. Doesn't want to be liked.
1: Absolutely. So
0: when you say, you know, I don't care what people say. I don't care. Yeah, that's cute, but nah, you know. Okay, keep going. <clears throat> keep going.
1: But hey, listen, you out there getting your body done. It is what it is. If that makes you feel better, I guess I guess so. But then it, it's, a, it's a lot of complications, a lot of dangers. That does
0: happen, right. That, that does don't happen. You go the right route. You know, so, so that's another side of it. Sad
1: you know uh, go to the go to the right doctor you know cuz i don't want to see you <laughs> the on the right episode doctor. botched well <laughs> you right. know when you have uh, some limbs sticking out and doctor all types of stuff like that so you know be careful about the doctor that you go see all right ladies Now with being with you, there is a show that uh, she has introduced me to. I'm I'm not really a big uh, like television. I, I am. I, I watch TV, but I don't really watch like shows consistently. I'll probably watch a show for like maybe half a season and get disinterested in and stuff like that. So I'm not really a series watcher.
0: No for. All.
1: No. Again. <laughs> he, I used to love that show, but now it and
0: then he fades out. I'm I just like, what fade what out and stop
1: watching it. But I love Snowfall. I think but, since
0: John Singleton died, it's kind of but anyway.
1: But there's there's a show that I really love to watch. He
0: really loves That she
1: introduced me and I just really love all the women. I mean, it's it's to me, it's I obviously I know it's a uh, reality TV and it's a lot a lot of it is scripted and a lot of it is uh, fake. But for some reason this one's really I'm really entertained by this um show. Obviously, everyone who's listening to this podcast know what I'm referring to. It's called the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, <laughs> they have. Since I've been watching it, you know, consistently, there have been several women that's been on it. Several women, you know, on and on, on and off.
0: Nini,
1: Nini, Nini, and stuff like that.
0: And, <laughs> be trying to remember the names, I be cracking and, up, y'all.
1: <laughs> and Eva Lagorva has been on the show for a little while, then you know she kind of faded off, but. um, the reason why I bring up uh Real Housewives of Atlanta, because obviously the show, this the season has ended. Correct? That is correct. The season has ended. But I guess some point during the uh end of the season, sort of this of uh, now I'm gonna let Euphoria uh, explain <laughs> it more better. Because again, she, you know, she being a woman and she could delve into it. Because I didn't see this episode that she's that she's eventually mm-hmm. going to go ham on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: So basically, we are gonna talk about more of this fair or foul. So, I think I already know what she's. Uh,
0: well, the, I mean, you could so, come. You could come up with your own. You all know, right, so I'm, I'm
1: so. I'm, again. I'm gonna let her set it up, but I'm gonna just give you the synopsis, and you know, before it's gonna go in. Mm-hmm. So what it is is that uh, one of the characters on the show named Portia. Portia. Right. She, I guess, you know. Did something that is a, a, a complete and utter female code that you can't do, and Euphoria now we're gonna go back and forth on if like is this fair foul. With no further ado, Euphoria, <laughs> please in, get more detail into it because it's, it's gonna sound better if it comes from you.
0: Well, here's the deal: if you guys watch uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and you actually watch, meaning you've watched the previous season, <clears throat> before I even go into this, let me let me just let me just softly touch on something that's scripted. Versus unscripted versus soft scripted and all this. Okay. The young and the restless, as the world turns, the bold and the beautiful. Those are soap operas. Yes. Um, Rescue 911. Uh, the Prodigal Son. Yeah, scripted shows. Uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Those are scripted. Right. On the shows, the characters do not have their real names. That is 100% scripted. When you talk talking about scripted. Yes. When they close the show, everybody goes about their business. You know, the actors and actresses, they may be friends in the background, but you never really know. Right? That's true. Yeah. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, Married to Medicine, uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, any of the Real Housewives um, series, they're softly scripted, meaning there's a storyline, right, that you need to follow, but whatever happens, happens. They tend to provide the setting and you kind of just go off the dome. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because long after the season is over, I mean, some of these people being caught together when Portia accused Candy of like raping people, you know, Candy went to court and, and, and got, you know, a cease and desist of her slandering her name. Uh, uh, Phaedra really married Apollo, and he really was in jail. So when you talk about stuff that's scripted, scripted is not real life. When the camera stopped rolling, this is these people's real lives. So it's kind of like scripted reality television. But I need y'all to be very clear that you know a lot of it is is reality. Right. So I said all that to say, in the previous season, Portia um, met Fallon and she actually did, in real life, meet Fallon. Let's just be very clear. Portia and Dennis were together, running the Hot Dog King business, and Simon, who was Fallon's husband, Simon knew Dennis. So Portia met Fallon through that. Even before the show came on, I need y'all to be very clear, before the show aired, Portia had met Fallon, through Dennis, who she really has a kid by in real life. So on, of course, why not write it into the show? Right into the show. Now, Portia is now uh, discovering a new relationship with Fallon. Fallon's like, hey, girl, we got a pool. It's, you know, it's been a pandemic. Y'all could just come over to our place, bring whoever you want. Portia brings Tanya and her sister Lauren. In season, in this season, they're over there with their baby suits. Now, if you watch the show, you know Portia got a big old booty. And Tanya got a big old booty. And, fa- and um... Lauren is, you know, pretty slim, not, not too much, but, and Simon, even though this seems like a little girl's gathering, Simon Fallon's husband is sitting right there, front and center. I believe he may have been smoking a cigar, but he's really loving the view and he makes that's not hidden. Like we, we all know watching, he's admiring this. Cause I started thinking, okay, maybe they're a swinger couple and maybe this is going to turn into a swinger episode. Nope. Instead. The girls have a good time at the pool. And as parting gifts, Fallon and Simon gift them bottles of alcohol. And they like, wait a minute. We came over to swing them in your pool and you gifting us something. Oh yeah. We love it here. Life is great. The season goes on to have Fallon, you know, participate. Portia invites her out to stuff. As a matter of fact, when they show Fallon on the screen, it says Fallon, Portia's friend, Fallon, Portia's friend. Now fast forward. Season is over. Portia and Dennis kind of been going through it. Fallon and her husband gets a divorce. Now, remember, this is not nowhere in the show where Fallon and Simon are getting a divorce. Now,
1: why is this? uh, Fallon's the woman, right? Yes. Fallon and Simon Simon. are a couple. Now, why did they get divorced?
0: That's, That's where I'm going. Okay, got it. We have no way of knowing because that part is no, not part of the show. Oh, on, she's not a
1: housewife. She's not no, on the show she's,
0: you know why she's on the show? Because she's a friend of Portia's.
1: Who's a who's main character on the show.
0: Yes, okay. who has a peach. Got it. So my point is, the only reason Fallon is brought into the show is because in real life, she has befriended her through Dennis and Simon. Dennis and Simon were friends, so they introduced their wives, and now their wives are building this friendship. Boom, they get written into the show. Now... I have backpedaled somewhat because I'm starting to think that this is all part of a bigger storyline for next season. And I think they may just be planting these little seeds to make this a, a bigger thing. But the reason the, the internet was in an uproar is because Portia <laughs> announced that her and Simon were engaged after dating for only one month. And we're everybody's like, wait, well, what? We didn't even know that Fallon and Simon was getting a divorce because that was never part of the storyline of the show. So now we find that out. But now we find out that Simon is somehow dating Portia. Like, on what planet is that okay? And now we found out that Simon and Dennis are friends. So now I'm thinking, this isn't what we think it is. But the internet was in an uproar. And what I wanted to dive into was... There were people like, oh, they just, oh, that show was scripted and they just castmates. So pretty much they co-workers. And if your co-worker is married to somebody and they get a divorce, then, you know, their husband is, is fair game. And all those women, all you women that are saying that, I'm looking at you very side-eyed. Like, don't come around my husband. Because let me tell you something. Even if, honestly, even if I work with somebody at my job, let's take Myra, for example. And I say, uh... Yeah, Aunt and I, we getting a divorce, and then um, and then a month or four months later, Myra is dating Aunt. Uh, let's just say um, my foot gonna slip when I'm driving past the building and run them over.
1: There's gonna be some furniture moving.
0: It's gonna be a lot more than that. Okay, so yeah, that that's basically what happened. So,
1: and the bigger question is, you ask yourself, is that fair or foul? Now. You obviously, you think that's on the on the foul tip.
0: That is a no-go. That is a no-go. I don't even care if a person, if a woman is not my friend, because my friend, people use the term friend very loosely. I have about 10 friends. I have about friends. I could just count on these two hands right here. But I have a myriad of associates. Even if a girl is my associate, even if I know a girl that from the parties and I know that's her husband, guess what? He can't buy me a drink because that's, Her husband. And if they got a divorce, that's still, now it was her husband. See, in my mind, it was her husband. Right. I don't want none of that. Past tense. Yeah, I don't want none of that. I know where you're going with the past tense. I don't want none of that.
1: Now, here is because, you know, the bigger question is, is that fair or foul? Now, a lot of the people that are going to listen to this is like, that is completely foul. There is no if, ands, or buzz it. Now, see, I'm going to be uh, a contrarian. I'm going to have it and say where it's, I'm, I'm going to play the other side. Just you know, speak just, your
0: piece. You ain't got to explain it. I know that you and I differ on this and you and I have a different ideology. Just go ahead and savage. No, no, the reason
1: why I'm going to do it is because it, it, makes for, it makes for good programming. So listen, okay. I'm going to be on the, on the fair tip. Now, I want to I wanna point out two things. Uh, during you know when Euphoria was speaking, she never said how the men feel about the situation. So it seems like all the uh, obviously all the women who were reacting to this you know saying it's foul, so and so, such. This is the worst thing that the woman could do to another woman. Now, mind you, this man and this other guy, as you say, were uh, associates or friends, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Business, yep. So business now yep. I'm assuming that uh uh Porsches. Now that she's dating... Her
0: baby father. Mm -hmm. Her baby
1: father's Mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. How does the baby father feel about it?
0: He in this picture just grinning and shucking and jiving. Portia is leaning on her... The picture that posted to the internet shows Portia leaning on Dennis, her baby's father, and with her hand on Simon's stomach, her new fiance.
1: So which Like they in
0: a threesome or something.
1: uh, So which means the two men are either with it or they really don't care.
0: According to Portia, they are... Dennis is being very supportive in co-parenting.
1: Oh, he sound like a sucker. But <laughs> One born
0: every minute. Mm-hmm. For,
1: for for the moment, it seems like the men really don't care. So this is more of a, of a female issue than an actual overall relationship.
0: Men don't relationship.
1: care about nothing. No, I'm going to say men don't care about... It. Now, you got to ask yourself, is this fair or foul? Okay, I'm dealing with a woman. And however the long relationship it is, like that. Now, I separate from that woman. And then my brother, my friend... Whatever the case may be now comes in And now he wants to date Now he's dating her How am I going to feel about that Because like I said everyone's emotions are different You can't say all men going to feel A certain way about A certain situation If that man I mean truly truly Love that person Then he'll probably feel some type of way be Like nah you just can't do that Not my ex-wife not this girl Any other girl that i probably mess with Yeah but not this one so yeah that is foul that is 100% foul but if the men are okay with it then it's actually fair because how you gonna be in a situation if that means somebody and that means somebody wasn't really feeling somebody anyway for the first place there was four sets of people that wasn't really feeling each other and here's another thing there's another they look at it what if Portia and this guy, the new guy, Simon, are are really meant to be with each other. What if that's the case? What if Simon and Fallon wasn't really a good mix for each other? So, be introduced to a woman who's actually really a good fit for you, which just happens to be a friend of your wife. Why should one person block you from actually being with a person who you can actually love and be with forever and ever. Think about it like that. This dog just love barking when we when love doing this, doing this part. Because like, he know, we're going to invite this dog over. Mm-hmm. But think about it. One person who could be wrong for you is blocking the a person that could be 100% correct for you. So this is where I'm on the fair part of the fair and foul answer to this now please go ahead
0: there are and this is where you guys see the new reformed euphoria daniels who is very open-minded and you know is open to hearing both sides of a story there are a whole lot of people who feel exactly how you feel the percentage of them are probably men but there are some women who feel like you feel What if this person was meant to be? What if this is the true love of his life? And to that, I say, because I am on the other side of that, to that, I say, nobody that my friend or my brother or my sister was dating or married to is the person for me. God damn it. They're not for me. There are millions and millions and billions of people. I believe 8 billion people in the world. 8 billion. So my point is, the person for me is suddenly uh, my friend's ex-husband.
1: Yeah, you never know.
0: I don't. I'll pass because what <laughs> I believe is marriages are ordained by God. That's God's business. So when you're talking about God's business, God is it doesn't wouldn't see that as some, something good. Like that's okay. Okay, it's kind of like karma will take care of that. What I have said was nothing good will come of that, because.
1: Yeah, you do. You say that a lot.
0: Nothing good will come of that. Now, since it has happened and since more has come out, like some girl had came out saying that she was dating Simon. So how Portia engaged to him and she was dating him. Um,
1: but man, Simon hit that free agency. Yeah, as soon as that like, paperwork. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> so there's been a lot going on. And so now I'm leaning more towards, because because what I, what I didn't uh, start with was I love Portia. I've watched Portia, and they were saying how she dumb, she this, she that, she that. And Portia, there were some things that Portia should have known early on that she didn't. Like, she really thought the Underground Railroad was a real railroad at one point. And it was, like, serious. It it was like, oh, wow. Okay. So you want to help her. You want to help people like that. But I really sincerely love Portia. I've always was team Portia. But now that I'm looking more into this, what I want to tell the listening audience is, this might've just been a game to enhance the storyline. Um, people were saying that ratings were dropping. I don't see how, um, I've been following them ever since the induction when it was Nene, Sheree and them and they all, it was like brand new. Um, but you know, this could be like just some juice, right. For the storyline. Cause as a matter of fact, somebody said, Usually they do this when um, somebody is coming out with a new show. And as a matter of fact, Portia is getting a new show. So this could be just all that so that you watch and stuff like that. They put this stuff into the universe and that, you know, the, the person takes a hit for the team just to get that money, you know, money just breeds all kind of nonsense. Um, because I, I honestly didn't want to believe that Portia was stooped so low. Portia being of like Christian descent, she's gotta know right from wrong she she might not know all the historical facts and figures but she definitely knows right from wrong so that's how i'm gonna leave that that's how i'm gonna leave that but it was a very interesting week and a, and a very interesting um topic nonetheless
1: is it fair or foul listen we have had uh, many discussions about that like who's who's right to date who, and, and things like that. Man, listen, here. You got you got to know the situation that you're in and the people that you're
0: around. It's very eye-opening. Listen, Monique said, don't let these hoes around your husband. Monique said it. T.S. Madison said it. Listen, I'm very selective. I done told y'all. I don't play. I never played when it came to my man. And, I and yo, it's gotten even worse with my husband. So don't come kiki and talk about, oh, that's a co-worker. Bitch, don't get got.
1: Co-worker? What, what does that mean, co-worker? They
0: were saying co-worker because... Um, they was on a show together and they weren't friends. They were co workers because this show was scripted. And I'm like, are you guys kidding?
1: Hey, listen, this is, <laughs> this is like. This the is like. Co worker
0: hoes, I'm side eyeing y'all. So y'all know.
1: It's just a situation where you know something that you overhead, you know, I know you heard the expression: if it walks like a dog, quacks like a Whatever. duck, It is a duck. These nuts, nigga. So it's like, it is foul. And I probably know that it's foul. But you always want to have some <laughs> Do sort your of... thing, bro. You always want to have... So, okay, here's a situation where it could be fair. He's
0: the yin to my yang. What you can always, I tell y'all? You
1: always want to have... Because a, a, there's no such thing as a one-sided coin. <laughs> that
0: is true.
1: So you always want to try to have some sort of scenario in which something could be fair. That's that is why, true. And this is why the situation is like that. So, you know, euphoria, great advice. You know, you kind of watch the men and women that you, you, know, you bring around, your husband and or wife, because you figure... These two, if something happens to you, this is the person that's gonna be like, you know, trying to holler at your wife, You're trying to holler at your husband, wants you to or your boyfriend, not even your husband or wife. Yeah, just it could be your, your
0: boyfriend. Watch these hoes around your man. I keep telling y'all.
1: You know, so I don't trust
0: a mug. I don't care what y'all say.
1: You kinda you kinda so just I'm wanna bring the right friend. people.
0: Following <laughs> my man on yeah, social. This, that's another thing. Ciao bye.
1: It's, it's a lot of things, a lot of underground things, you know, you kinda of wanna I'm be my
0: husband, nothing.
1: Aware of <laughs> And uh,
0: i'll be sending my husband no links (laughs) link these nuts
1: okay man listen (laughs) as always we want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast you know we talked about plastic surgery we talked about is it fair or foul and as always thank you for listening to the podcast wherever you listen to our podcast or whatever platform (laughs) on as always, I'm your host BK Savage, along with the beautiful uh, Euphoria Daniels. As always, we like to leave you with beautiful words from the great Euphoria Daniels.
0: Hey, you guys! If you're listening to this podcast, it means the good Lord opened your two eyes, gave you use of your limbs, and you have ableism. Throw your head back and thank your most high, because every day above ground is better than one day below.
1: As always, we like to leave you with love, peace,
0: happiness, and health. See ya!